Welcome to Breaking Bread. I'm Terry Page. What happens after your elected official gets elected in terms of how they go about representing you? How significant is your vote? Or better yet, if you are in a precinct with a grassroots campaign, what advantages do you have over a precinct that's not organized or may not be as active? There's an organization who, according to their mission statement, is to promote political participation and education with the African-American community. Here to give us a little background on this is Khalid Austin, who is the newly elected president of the African-American Caucus of the North Carolina Democratic Party. Colette, Hello. welcome to Bread. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Glad to have you back on the show. Thank you for having me back. Uh, now, Colette, now, as former president of the African-American Caucus in Mecklenburg County, what motivated you to run for the state level? It was another tapping of uh, Jesus on my shoulder saying, <laughs> you know, <laughs> when you know better, do better. That was pretty much what that was. Um, we were able to take a lot of a lot of grassroots efforts here in Mecklenburg County and start a, for, a foundation and a formation of um, a, a culture shift in politics. And so we were successful in doing that. There's still growth opportunity here, but that was noticed at the state level as well. So now is the opportunity for us to take this caucus statewide with a lot of the things that we implemented here in Mecklenburg County. Okay, so you're kind of taking what happened here, uh-huh. expanding it more to the state. Yes. So what do you hope to accomplish as the African-American uh, Caucus President of the Carolina Democratic Party versus the former role mm-hmm. as President of the African-American Caucus of Mecklenburg County? Well, and uh, when you're talking in county strategy, um, we're really focused on our counties and the precincts within our counties. You mentioned precincts earlier. Um, now we have under, I guess, the North Carolina jurisdiction, you could call it, over 2,000 precincts to look at across the state. We have 100 counties in this state, and we currently have um, around 20 counties organized with an African-American caucus. So my ultimate goal is to get every county in this state organized with an African-American caucus. We have a presence of over 30% black populated voters in this state, and we need to cover everyone everywhere in this state. So that is the ultimate goal. How we get there is going to be an interesting process. So you're, you're trying to get the message out. Yes, most definitely. Okay. Um, are, how are you seeing the progress uh, going on from, from the beginning of it into now as far as getting people involved and educated? <laughs> well, um, the process starts internally. So like I said, we have about 20 caucuses in different counties across the state. And my first goal was to get them energized and excited about the work that's ahead of us. So it's a completely different culture shift here at the state, just as it was in Mecklenburg County. Um, Making sure that we're aligning ourselves to grow this caucus and to get out the uh, mission statement in in education and participation. Um, Ultimately, we're putting in processes that can track our successes. So by the end of this year, we intend to look back on all of the committees that we have set up, all of the regional directors that we have across the state to see, hey, how many caucuses did we organize? How much did our membership grow? Who did we get to as far as education? Who can we either get into or pull out of elected office with the way that we're strategically placed? So we'll be able to have those types of conversations by the end of this year. Okay, and I'm going to circle back to that just a little bit with the North Carolina Voter Guide. 
But uh, for now, I want to focus on recently you had a, a call with other auxiliary caucuses in North Carolina <laughs> Democratic Party. Yes. I am particularly interested in your specification between the African-American caucus, the Black Political Caucus, and the NAACP. How do these organizations tie in to what the African-American Caucus or AAC, or AAC is doing? No problem. First, I'm going to give a clear delineation between all of the organizations. One, the African-American Caucus of the North Carolina Democratic Party is a unapologetically uh, partisan organization with the Democratic Party. The other two entities that you mentioned, the NAACP, the Charlotte McClemmer branch or NAACP as a whole, and the Black Political Caucus here in Charlotte Mecklenburg, they are nonpartisan organizations. The NAACP, um, as it historically stands, has more of a presence within the community when it comes to the civil rights of colored people within um, the United States. So that presence is going to be a little bit more on a um, a, a lawful side. So you'd see the NAACP getting very quite involved with um, an Andrew Brown situation um, or George Floyd situation um, and ensuring that there is notification to the community on the issues that are going on or the travesties that are going on against black people and people of color um, across the states and, like I said, um, across the United States and here in North Carolina. For the Black Political Caucus, that was a caucus that was formed mainly to make sure that people un had some type of understanding of who was in elected office and to create an entity that um, could uh, promote and progress those that were running for office. So their arm is a bit slightly different um, from both all of these organizations, all three organizations, because, again, they're nonpartisan and, two, they're focused on specifically what's going on in the community as far as it relates to political participation. Again, we are the only black organization that is completely partisan. Only one that's partisan. And you mentioned NAACP. It was interesting here recently to watch the NAACP influence with the Emmett Till situation mm -hmm. and how they got involved and how they guided through that situation. Exactly. That's a great example. And just as far as alignment, um, I am a member of the Black Political Caucus. I'm a member of the NAACP as well. And we have aligned ourselves to be sure that we're educating on a, a, a more global political eye, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, ultimately, we all need to understand the same things of what's going on politically. But I get the uh, honor and the privilege to push and prod the Democratic <laughs> Party <laughs> specifically. So, um, but yeah, we're all working towards the same goal. Um, I, I like to call it the same highway with the same destination with different lanes. Gotcha. Traveling in the same direction. There you go. All right. I mentioned a minute ago that I wanted to uh, circle back to what you're saying earlier uh, with the North Carolina uh, voter guide. And the reason I want to do that, I'm actually going to read the the uh, language here. It says that some elected offices are vacated for uh, for any reason during the term. Uh, the precincts that are organized with those seats make the deciding vote for who fills those seats. What stuck out for me when it said the organized 
precinct. So yes. that's what I brought that up. Could you elaborate on that a little bit? <laughs> sure. I will give a um, a recent prime example that actually happened here in Mecklenburg County. Um, I can't remember the year, so I'm sorry for that. But there was an instance where the sheriff's office became vacant. Um, the office was held by a Democrat. And it wasn't an issue of the whole entire county getting involved to choose and elect their next sheriff. It was up to the Democratic precincts, because it was a democratically held office at the time, to understand who was going to fill that seat. And if a precinct isn't organized, they don't get that authority. They basically get left out of choosing who's representing them whenever we come into instances like that. So what happens? Uh, the people that are organized choose who's going to be in that office. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Most definitely. And that happens along with um, when you're talking about um, other offices, like your state Senate seats, your state um, House of Representative seats. Everybody has different districts. And I know we touched on that a little bit um, when I was here last time. Your precincts are going to tie to different districts. It's not going to be the same district number as your house um, representative for North Carolina. It's not going to be the same district number for your state Senate um, that's representing you. It's not going to be the same district number for your congressional district. And those shift and change. But as long as you understand what your precinct number is, you'll understand which districts you tie to um, per your board of elections and, and how people draw in gerrymander lines when we're talking about political positioning okay so i'm your average voter mm -hmm. right and i know just enough to be dangerous mm -hmm. now how do i go about finding out all this stuff about the, sh the sheriff in this example <laughs> being vacant and that i need to do something how does this all come about <laughs> your first step is going to be your board of elections every county in the united states of america has a board of elections every state has a board of elections because you're going to have state statutes and you're going to have county statutes um, as far as the laws that govern how these entities work. Okay. Okay. I'm going to get into that as a, a, a full example in a second. But if you're an average voter, you're trying to get to be dangerous as much as you can as quickly as possible. <laughs> you're going to go to your board of elections. The Mecklenburg County has their own board of elections site. If you just Google your county or Google your state, it will and say board of elections. It'll take you to right to it. You'll be able to go into these areas and tie in your um, your address, and your address will tell you all of your representatives that fall under the ballot that would represent you at your county, okay? Um, and at your county that falls on the ballot is going to be everything that represents you for your whole entire state. And also on your ballot is going to be when you start talking about president and vice president. So everything starts at the county level with your board of elections. Google, and it will take you far and beyond places. Um, the reason I'm focusing on statutes and rules and laws when you're talking about board of elections for the state and the county whoever your governor is okay for your state democrat republican libertarian uh green, party. green party yeah not all parties have a presence in all states keep that in mind okay but whoever that governor is whatever that party is controls how your board of elections run as well. 
So our governor of our state here in North Carolina gets to appoint folks at the um, county level and at the state level to represent the Board of Elections and the types of decisions that happen at that place. How that affects us directly is how we go about the process of absentee voting, how we go about the process of saying where we're going to vote for early voting, how we go about the process of what are going to be the dates for early voting, you know, um, what are the time frames that people can vote during those times. Those decisions are made by those bodies and entities that are appointed by your governor. Um, your county party chairs, whether, again, whoever the governor is at the time, I'm, I'm kind of speaking in terms of Democratic Party at this point, because our current governor is Democrat. Right. Our county party chairs under the Democratic Party for each of our counties give up to the governor, hey, we want to have these people at our county board of elections. This is who we want to appoint. And then the governor signs off on that. So there's a lot of cute little intricate powers yes. that are to be had when you're starting to talk about your precincts and how it all ties up to your counties and your states. Yeah, and that and you mentioned the, the, the president and vice president race. That's when people tend to start to pay attention. Mm -hmm. uh, but I noticed here lately, and especially after you after having you on, people started to pay more attention to those other elections. Yep. And I actually talked to some of my counterparts in Houston who mm -hmm. pay attention to the show, and they weren't happy with their judges, and they went in and and voted. Now it works the other way too. You can you can get the Democratic people out and get the Republicans in, yep. which is uh, kind of how that situation went in Houston. Yep. Uh, but but the point is, um, your vote count. Yeah. And, and, and what I understand from you is when you have an organized precinct, mm -hmm. that's when you can have more of a voice. There you go. That's where your voice starts. All right. You had a um, meeting here recently where there was some sort of a survey that went out to the representatives to kind of get an idea of the of the precincts. So uh, the precincts, I was trying to get an idea of what that was all about. Oh, gosh, I've sent out so many surveys in the past. Help me out a little bit more. Sure. What you say with precincts and surveys? Yeah, so what it was is that you guys were looking at the results, and it was very interesting, some of the comments that came out, came out everything from people wanting more of a voice, more of an understanding, to the changing of the logo. Gotcha. Okay, that actual survey was to, um, that was for us as a new executive body for the African American Caucus of the North Carolina Democratic Party to understand where are you right now um, as a county president for the African-American caucus? Um, do you understand how the Democratic Party works and what our structuring is? What do you want to see? And, and how do you want to be represented as a leader within this organization in your county? And that was where that survey came from. So excitedly enough, um, we were able to have our first meeting and kind of tailor around what the vision is that people want to see. And my responsibility was to put together processes and procedures in order to get those visions accomplished. So we were able to talk about that at our last meeting this past Saturday. Um, and we were also able to understand, okay, there may be some people that participated with this survey to say, I'm in precinct 58 in, I don't know, Wayne County. So we might not have an organized precinct in 58 in Wayne County. And that was a way for us to 
know where people are right now so that we can directly affect change in the easiest and fastest way possible for those that we already know want to participate. Okay, so it's kind of um, checking the polls, if you would. There you go. So you kind of know where to go. Yep. And as, again, as newly elected official, I think that's probably what you were trying to gauge. Yep. Anything else that you wanted to share with us? Well, um, we're excited. We do have a new logo. Um, the logo is a representation of um, the combination of the state of North Carolina, um, our state capital for North Carolina, a fist that is a representation of the African-American power and unity in here in the United States of America and colors of gold and blue and colors that invoke power and uh, calmness all at the same time. So we're excited about the logo. We're excited about our vision. um, And we're excited to start to put processes in place that we can actually measure ourselves on to actually say we now have receipts on the progress um, of what we're doing as a caucus throughout this state. So it's exciting. Um, We're in the forefront and we're starting to get ready for primary elections for the first time under this administration. And it's just, it's an exciting time, Terry. So I'm I'm glad to be where I am right now. It's tiring, but hey, (laughs) we're here. Well, it sounds like you have a lot going on. Uh, but I can tell you, uh, the word on the street is people are paying uh, a lot more attention. Nice. So I think you're making some progress Yay. from what I, from what I can tell. <laughs> Yay. Khaled Austin, newly elected president of the African-American Caucus of the North Carolina Democratic Party. Thank you for joining us today. No problem. Thank you for having me. Breaking Bread is a production of Artists for the People. Follow us on Twitter at Breaking Bread 101. That's break the letter N as November Bread 101. Or catch us on Instagram, Breaking Bread Podcast. Check us out on Facebook or visit our website, breakingbread.biz. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Breaking Bread 101. Give us a listen on Spotify, Apple Podcast app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our theme music was composed by Ludwig Van Beethoven. Breaking Bread was created by Terry Page. Success is when opportunity meets preparation. Until next time.